Hello, everybody. You're listening to the first episode of The Current Conservative. I'm Sunny. And I'm Allie. And today we're going to tell you the story of how Allie and I met, and then we'll move on to discussing articles about the crisis involving rogue DAs, George Soros, and the radical socialists that are destroying America. This is The Current Conservative. To give a little context, Sunny and I have lived in L.A. for 14 years combined, and both of us never had any conservative friends for the entirety of our lives here. So, how did two girls in L.A. find each other with similar views? It's a miracle, you guys. (laughs) Sound the alarms. (laughs) (laughs) I found a trumper. (laughs) Well, okay. Where I guess we just start from the beginning, right? Take it away. Okay, well, let's rewind all the way back yeah. to you. <laughs> this is this is me. You're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, take take us back all the way to twenty twenty and we're in the midst of a pandemic. Sunny. Scary. Yeah. Scary times. And you know, it's August 2020, and I guess... Times are tough. (laughs) I guess from my perspective, where I was personally in my little journey was that I had become red-pilled like that June, July, and I was in the middle of losing a lot of friends because I was becoming more and more outspoken for my conservative beliefs. And I was actually out to brunch, lunch with a friend. And um, we stumbled across, literally, I don't know, (laughs) maybe some of our listeners know who Errol Weber is. But (laughs) (laughs) we stumbled upon this literal crowd of people marching through West Hollywood. You guys, it was the most bizarre (laughs) thing. I never realized that there were like so many other conservatives in the LA area and so to just see this site was beyond anything of my comprehension I thought I was being transported to a different (laughs) planet actually (laughs) and so Errol Weber is leading the way and if people don't know who he is he's just like this tall skinny really sweet african-american man who is a conservative and very outspoken with um obviously his conservative beliefs and ran for did he run for governor or con- Con- congress congress yeah, yeah he ran, it's like he ran for I forget gov- which district it was yeah he ran for congress in california he's awesome and he has some really good tweets but was he running against maxine waters no, that was oh. um, Joe Collins. Oh, yeah. Okay. So anyway, Errol Weber, which I didn't know who he was at the time, but right. I mean, he's leading the charge, literally holding an American flag. You know what On this huge pole, like literally it was the most beautiful sight I've ever seen. I probably have a video on my phone somewhere from it because I did record the people. And as they're walking by, I was like, oh my gosh, there are other people that have my same beliefs. What's happening? And so I remember asking one of the, somebody in the crowd, like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, we're marching down to the Beverly Hills Park. You should join us. And I'm like, does this happen every week? Like, I was just like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And um, they're like, oh yeah, we're, um, this is our first Saturday, but you know, uh, come out next Saturday. And I, so I, 
obviously did. <laughs> I was like looked forward to it all week long. And I like, I think during yeah. the week I like researched some more, um, you know, information about the, the, the rally. And so I showed up by myself and I'm just like, I'm going to this thing to find other Trumpies. Like what's going on here? Strong conservative woman. Yeah. And so, you well, know, you weren't, I guess, were you concerned? Well, yeah, you said yeah. you were red-pilled, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I mean, I was born and raised conservative, yeah. but, you know, I went through this period, weird <laughs> period of my life where I you was You had a like, rebellious phase. A rebellious <laughs> phase. I never trusted liberals. I was just, like, more so curious about their beliefs and really right. wanted to try to, like, understand. And I'm glad I went through that period. I think that's yeah. healthy for people to, like, Have explore perspective. and, yeah. And also their social causes are meant to draw people in totally because they get to that that emotional part exactly right so then um you know i i show up to the rally and um i knew of magahulk like very Mm -hmm. mm, like i don't know i just had kind of seen his vaguely yeah kind of circling around on instagram and he was at the rally. Right. Who is basically another African-American massive. He's a huge. Beefed guy. up. Yeah. He's probably like seven feet tall. Like three of me easily because I'm tiny and petite. Like More. Yeah. <laughs> three. Come on. <laughs> three, and, three and a half? Or maybe Four. three of me. <laughs> I mean, he's just like the, you know, stark contrast between him and I standing next to each other is hilarious. And, and the nicest person, like the a sweetie. sweetest, 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 sweetest. So anyway, there was like some sort of line around him to get a picture with him. So I'm like, hey, why not? And uh, this is so not like me either. Um, and <laughs> so I was waiting in line and um there was a girl behind me and there's two girls behind me and I just turned around really quickly and I'm like would you guys mind taking a picture of me when I, you know, get to the front of the line? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. Well. <laughs> lo and behold. Lo and behold, that was our other friend, Nahid. And she was with our other friend, Cassie. And Cassie moved to Houston. Yes. Um, no longer with us in LA. <laughs> yeah. But hi, Cassie, if you're listening. And She escaped. Yeah. We're, pr- we're happy and proud, we're proud so of you. We're so proud of you, Cassie. You're getting out. Living her best life. Literally. <laughs> Aged out. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so, anyway, that was the start of kind of what we call the Maga Girl Gang. That's right. And then, Sunny, you. Yeah, Cassie was kind of the link. And I had met her in a little bit of a different way. Well, I think I actually, same here, I've always been conservative. And so, going through that period of time was just so lonely because everything was shut down still. And that's when I started to, like, really wake up about covid and whatnot and so I was just at this point where I was also looking for you know friends and other people with like-minded or like-minded people and so I think my sister was like oh my gosh like I found this girl I saw this girl on Instagram and she you know she's like young like looks around your age brunette like you guys would get along perfectly <laughs> like she <laughs> you should hair color just we're down to the hair color right <laughs> <laughs> so i 
you know, followed her or whatever and sent her a message. And I was like, hey, like, I'm, you know, this is, I'm Sunny. <laughs> Hi, it's me. Um, you don't know me <laughs> yet, but let's be friends. And so she was like, yeah, absolutely. We started just chatting and she told me about her job and like her life. And I told her about mine and where we were from and whatever. We started chatting and we we're like, let's meet up at the rally in Beverly Hills. There's this rally. Like, do you want to go? And I was like, yeah like what is it what what, what are you a rally like for trump i get to wear my trump hat in peace and not get jumped literally <laughs> so we both went and we met up there and i remember i also walked i mean i guess i was you know going there to meet her but we both went alone i don't think she knew anyone either and we get there and we're like matching wearing like white shirt jean shorts it was super cute and we meet there in the middle in the middle of the beverly hills sign we're like oh my god hi (laughs) and so we just kind of i think that was actually before you ended up linking and so at that point i think i went to one or i think actually two rallies um and we just were meeting all kinds of cool people and the vibe was amazing it was literally like a massive party and then we would march around. It was just, it was so cool. So yeah. yeah. And then eventually I, I actually took a vacation. So I was gone for like a month in between. And in that, in, like in between time, that's when Cassie met Allie and Heed and our other friend, Angie, Angelita. Angie. Yes. <laughs> I don't, how, I don't remember. I think Nahid knew, met Angie. Like, none of us knew each other before right. the rallies. Like, we all met at the rally. It was so cute. Yeah, but super cute. I mean, I will always treasure those days. Like, those days were, like, so precious. Yeah. And, like, just such a weird time in life. Mm-hmm. And um, being able to go to those rallies mm-hmm. and, like, just see other people. And then it grew every week, too. And then... Additionally, just like being in one of the most liberal areas yeah. at the time, <laughs> you know, and and we had the police all around us, yeah, like we it were was escorted and then like Antifa would show up. <laughs> we would have screaming matches. Yeah. <laughs> well, was I mean, I felt like for the most part, people on our side, you know, were not no, looking it was very for civil. any um, violence, obviously. But then like fights did break out. There were some brawls. Well, yeah, Antifa, like, they would come with pepper spray and, like, attack people as they were leaving. Like, Mm -hmm. it would be towards the end. Yeah. Where people would be, you know, trickling out and walking back towards their cars or whatever. I remember, like, being scared walking to my car. Yeah. We would walk each other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wait, do you remember that time? No, that was Cassie. I'm pretty sure, like, the second time we went, she brought, like, one of those little, like, nibs. (laughs) We were like, it's a party! (laughs) What's a party? What's a nib? Like, those little tiny bottles of, like... Pepper spray? Vodka. Oh, my gosh. Really? I did not realize there was vodka involved at these rallies. That's insane. <laughs> we were like, let's have a cocktail. Yeah, you know? I love that. Yeah. Well, not my style, really, but we. Right. I think we were just so excited by yeah. <laughs> the excitement right. of it all. But I just really wanted to, like, paint the picture for people about, like, how big it was and then the diversity of the people there that, that came there was anybody you could find anyone there it was that was the right. cool part it's like i remember seeing you know older men and young men and then older women and younger women obviously and i remember there was like a guy with like tattoos all over and it's just like not this stereotypical mm-hmm. trump supporter that you would expect to see there like it just yeah. it was really cool to see what 
you know, these events really drew in. And then, um, you know, there was pastors that would come and lead prayer. And then we would say, like, the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. And then we went on walks. Or, yeah, we did the march yeah. around Beverly Hills. That was my favorite part. And we were escorted by the Beverly Hills Police right. Department. So we would stop traffic for 30 minutes yeah. and just march up and down the streets of <laughs> Beverly Hills, yeah. Rodeo Drive, like, yeah. USA, right. USA. And then, um, yeah, people would be, like, sitting out in the... Um, restaurants because everything was outdoor dining and right. so they would see us come by and then some people would like join in and clap and then obviously we would get like the naysayers of right. like you know f off or whatever it was they and you guys mind you like Beverly Hills is a very like there's so many people go to Beverly Hills and I used to you know work there and I like we were constant I was constantly afraid of running into someone that wasn't a part of the rally that would see me, you know what I mean? So it was, it was like such an interesting time. Although during those marches, I felt so we just, I feel like it was such a collective. Like we were all just there, like pouring our hearts out and like had so much love and we were just all there to show how, how proud we were Mm -hmm. and how passionate we were and are about making this country great again. You know, that's really what it's about. That was that's and then I just remember also um, every week I would show up with like a new sign. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember my yeah. signs? Yeah, you did. My my signs would say like, we're really just like, oh, by the way, we're recording in L.A. And so you probably hear the siren in the back. Um, yeah. Thanks, Gascon. We're just manifesting a studio that we so we don't have to <laughs> <laughs> set up a million wires every single time. You guys, there's wires just <laughs> splayed out it's, all over. It's a little alarming. But anyway. <laughs> Um, I had so many different signs and my favorite sign was, we're really just an anti-socialist social club. And then, um, I had another sign with a Ronald Reagan quote with, um, the one about the, um, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. Right. And I'm trying to remember of other ones, but. That was a really fun part for me. Yeah. And holding the sign and then like people would play, um. Um, F Donald Trump and they would think like liberals this is yeah they're like yeah screw you oh yeah liberals think that they just like really can get underneath our skin with their trolling and I'm just like Mm. first of all you guys can't meme so let's start there yeah and they're not funny like liberals don't have a sense of humor because they're angry about everything (laughs) they like can't take a joke literally cannot take a joke and that's the most annoying part about it so um yeah so hypocritical yeah that's how Sunny and I met yeah you know I think when we first met we even like really briefly discussed starting a podcast and I think (laughs) that's like how long we've been kind of like rolling this idea around in our heads um but finally we made it happen yeah I had to I just had to inch Allie along until she saw the vision because <laughs> I yeah I was like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it. and I was like no I can't do it on my own like it's just it's not it's not it that's not it it's not it no. <laughs> it has to be us or nothing <laughs> all right now that you know a little bit more about us Allie tell us about George Soros let's jump into our first topic there was an article that came out earlier this week And um, or I guess an announcement more so uh, that coming from America's governor, (laughs) Ron DeSantis, he suspended a Hillsborough state attorney, Andrew Warren, 
and um, Hillsboro is in the Tampa Bay area. And um, so Ron DeSantis made a special announcement that he was suspending Andrew Warren, the tight twice elected state attorney for failing to prosecute crimes DeSantis believed he should enforce. And DeSantis announced an executive order declaring that Warren is suspended from public office effective immediately. DeSantis accused him of incompetence and willful defiance as early as June 2021 in the executive order. The order cites Warren signing of a joint statement with other elected prosecutors like Monique H. Worrell, the state attorney for Orange and Osceola counties. Osceola. Osceola. Um, condemning laws that criminalize doctors who perform gender-affirming health care. And the governor's office also accused Warren of acting as law unto himself by instituting a policy of presumptive non-enforcement for certain criminal behaviors, citing his most recent pledge to not press charges against those receiving an abortion or their doctors. So I see. So, yeah. He's just like willfully... He's just saying, like, no, I'm not going to do that. He's basically doing what Gascon does, but yeah. in a, like in different, in different scenarios way. because they're talking about gender reassignment and abortion cases. It's as if, like, Governor Newsom would actually implement, like, good laws and then the, <laughs> <laughs> then the, the district attorneys were just like, no, we're not going to. Right. Fall through with that. And that's, that's why he happening. and that's why I think the best thing that he said in that announcement was basically saying, if you think that you are so holier than thou that you are above the law by not enforcing the law, because mm-hmm. that is your responsibility, you are in and of itself neglecting your duties. Yeah. You are elected to be a public servant and uphold the laws. <laughs> That the governor enforces. Yeah. So interesting. I mean, a really, I mean, I also read that this wasn't the first time that, um, he did something like this. Yes. Um, (laughs) this isn't your first offense, Mr. Warren. No, not Mr. Warren. It wasn't, it isn't the first time a Florida governor has removed a state attorney. Former governor Rick Scott removed former Orange County and Osceola County state attorney Aramis Ayala as head prosecutor in more than two dozen murder cases after she swore not to seek the death penalty. Florida doesn't mess around. Florida don't play. Florida Florida out here. Um, So another breaking news. (laughs) Fun topic. (laughs) I guess that the current conservative is going to keep you guys updated on everything DA. Right. Who's your DA? Who is your DA? Let us know. <laughs> we'll do some investigative research. Yeah, email us your DAs that you want us to investigate. Right. That would be cool. Another breaking news is uh, George Soros, who is a Hungarian 91-year-old billionaire who's donated more than... Um, I'm sorry. He's a philanthropist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Choose your words wisely. You're right, because I was literally about to say that he's donated more than $40 million to district attorney and prosecutor races across the country who, you know, notoriously and historically have been rather low funded races. Yeah. County county official races. Only a couple hundred dollars. Right. Why? Why are they so interested in? installing these 
sociopathic evil criminals themselves um, as people who are supposed to be charging other criminals with crimes right. which brings me to before we get into that should we just give a little quick debriefing on what a district attorney is supposed to do yeah. what they're there for what their job responsibility is mm -hmm. um so basically a district attorney is the chief prosecutor representing the district so it could be a small town there's a district attorney in a small town in a, then a big city and then the state attorney so they're supposed to be basically they're the um the prosecutor who is protecting the people they're on the side of the government they're the ones on the side of the people so that's why you would i guess in cases it's like people versus you know whatever whoever the whoever the whoever the criminal is so what do they do they're um first of all elected or can be appointed in certain cases um for a four-year term and their job is to prosecute or charge criminals for their crimes and their wrongdoing and protect the public how do they protect the public if you lock up a criminal, they can't go out and commit more crimes. So they have to protect the public against further injustices. Repeat criminals. Career criminals. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're seeing here in L.A. where someone could, you know, get arrested. There's someone, you know, outside causing trouble. And, you know, they call the police. Police come and get him. They arrest him. He gets released the next day. Soft on crime policies. Yeah. What else is the district attorney supposed to do in their position they consult with the law enforcement to you know talk about evidence in you know in terms of trials etc they make a final decision on what the charge is going to be and they can also provide recommendations for the sentencing and then furthermore they can address the public in regard to public safety they inform they educate the public they're supposed to keep us up to date on you know what what our city is looking like in terms of crime and how to keep us safe and starting programs like no one says oh you can't start programs and help people you know and especially in urban places like LA and New York that have that have historic crime I mean more people more crime that's pretty commonsensical um so do you want to continue with George Soros then oh yeah thank you Sunny for giving us all that information I think it's important for people to obviously understand um, what a DA does and the power that they hold in the right. county. Um, so we can recognize and discern when they're not doing, doing their job, job properly. Yeah. And when they're being persuaded and bought out by billionaires right. such as George Soros. Precisely. So anyway, um, okay. So George Soros wrote a op-ed, um, this week in the wall street journal, um, defending the radical prosecutors, um, that he's been installing throughout the country. And so I established earlier that he is Hungarian-born. He's 91 years old. Um, and <laughs> this Sunday, he argued in the Wall Street Journal um, that the agenda is pushed through the top prosecutors like Manhattan DA Alvin Braggs and like DA George Gascon in L.A. was both popular and effective. Mind you... Chesa Boudin, who is the first prosecutor that he, in, or technically I think he first uh, installed George Gascon in San Francisco from 2011 mm -hmm. to 2019. Right. During George Gascon's first run up in San Francisco, he passed Prop 47, right. and that was the shoplifting yep. Um, uh, yep. bill that... It is, yep. 
Go ahead, you can read it. Yeah, it says the this so the proposition made some made some nonviolent property crimes where the value does not ex- exceed nine hundred and fifty dollars into misdemeanors. So under this proposition. Um, there is a reduction from a felony to a misdemeanor for the following offenses. Certain forgeries, commercial burglary, petty theft with priors, bad check, grand theft crimes, possession of stolen property, possession of a controlled substance. And I would like to add that from this point forward, which was this proposition was passed in 2014. So since then, this has been the case. And then they also allow for resentencing and that deadline was up until november 4th 2022 so it's still continuing so that means people who have been in jail can literally go back under this proposition and go back to their attorney and be like hey get me out early yeah they are fans of these woke prosecutors who are installing all these soft on crime policies like i said he uh, installed the Chase Boudin DA up in San Francisco, who was recalled, um, but he oversaw spikes in shoplif- shoplifting, open air drug dealing, and broad daylight assaults because of Prop 47. And then, obviously, down in LA, we've been dealing with George, or sorry, George Gascon, who got three million dollars in campaign funds from Soros. And then Alvin Braggs. The DA in New York City, who's also seen a huge spike in crime, um, received a, uh, $1 million from Soros. I guess the $1 million came from this political action committee called the Color of Change. Um, and he has come under fire for allowing habitual criminals out of jail while prosecuting ordinary New Yorkers for defending themselves, like the guy um, that shot the the guy who came in and robbed him a couple weeks ago in um, New York. Mm-hmm. And so in his, oh, right, right. Yeah, in his op-ed, Soros blamed increases in crime across the nation on a, quote, disturbing rise in mental illness among young people due to isolation imposed by COVID lockdowns, a pullback in policing in the wake of public or public criminal justice reform protests and increases in gun trafficking. <laughs> Quote, Soros oh says, God. many of the people who call for more punitive criminal criminal justice policies also support looser gun laws. That could not be That is further, rich. <laughs> that could not be Coming further from, you. from the truth. The Capital Research Center, who we love here at The Current Conservative, reported in January of this year that Soros has given more than $29 million to left-wing district attorney candidates throughout the network of political action committees. Other... If, Sorry, other incumbents who have benefited from the Soros funds are Larry Krasner in Philadelphia, Kim Fox in Cook County, Illinois, Kim Gardner in St. Louis, and Kim Ogg in Harris County, Texas. Mm -hmm. If someone is throwing this much money, you got to wonder. You got to question. What's going on underneath all of this? The idea that we, this is a quote from Zoros from his op-ed. The idea that we need to choose between justice and safety is false. They reinforce each other. If people trust the justice system, it will work. And the system, and if the system works, public safety will improve. Newsflash, we don't trust the system. (laughs) Instead of investing billions of dollars in keeping people locked up in prisons and jails, he argued, we need to invest more in preventing crime with strategies that work, deploying mental health professionals in crisis situations, investing in youth programs, and creating opportunities for education behind bars. This reduces the likelihood that those prisoners will commit new crimes 
after release. Okay. The thing is, is that that whole last paragraph sounds lolly jolly, perfect, puffy, flowery, lovely. Unicorns and rainbows. Unicorns and rainbows. And that is a notorious tactic from the radical left to always make their messaging sound perfect and easily so easily digestible right and under like and easily executed literally you read that and if you're not well informed and uh, educated about the flip side to all of us you're like why wouldn't we want to invest in youth programs and and creating opportunities for education by bars and and i care about mental health right and if you oppose that you must be a a psychopath you're a bigot yeah (laughs) and this exactly is how communist propaganda works they use it as a tool. They yep. use their messaging as a tool to slowly expose people to the communist way. And through all of their their policies, through their soft on crime policies, they are slowly able to implement this delinquent culture where it just encourages these men in revolving doors. Like I just literally mentioned mm-hmm. to you another article by the New York Post and it says, 10 people, 945 days, 485 crimes, and most are still set free. Right. Catch, release, repeat. And that is the bottom line about what's happening here is yep. that the communists want to create chaos. this lawless, chaotic culture that these young people have no accountability. Mm-hmm. They don't have fathers in their homes. Like the thing is, is like we can read all of these, um, you know, these op-eds and explanations right. on what's, you know, yeah, what's everyone's really, got their what's really happening. And, you know, we have all these solutions. George Soros clearly wants to have, you know, education behind bars and, um, you know, investing in and these social programs. workers on, yeah. you know, on the yeah. scene. Yeah. yeah. For nonviolent crimes. But the bottom line is, is that this is a family issue mm-hmm. and people who, this is a bold statement, but these criminals that are in and out of the, the, you know, jail system and being arrested and everything. Um, they just, they're they're they've they've, lost their way they've lost their way and they were not raised with a mother and a father it goes back to the dads and having a loving mother and having a loving father who love each other and are who are committed to um not abandon abandoning their children to the streets and and wanting more for their children but that's that's all by design as well because you know they want to replace the parental figure with government yes Oh, yeah. Government should be the daddy. Also, I just want to end here with... um, (laughs) Daddy J. (laughs) Yeah. I just want to end here with... um, Soros also repeats a claim, first popularized by California Governor Newsom, who backed Gascon, that murder rates are the highest in Republican-run states, ignoring the fact that they're the highest in Democrat-run cities. And don't don't forget, people, that there are not... um, there are not blue states. There are blue cities. Go through the top 30 um, cities with the highest murder rates. Are you ready? More than ready. And these stats go through the end of June. It looks like the last two weeks of June. Okay. So the most dangerous city per murder rate is New Orleans. Then it goes. That's Jason Williams. That's the guy who's on trial. Wow. See? 
Bada bing, the own bada DA boom. is a criminal. <laughs> Literally. Their okay. DA, I mean. New Orleans, Baltimore, Birmingham, St. Louis, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Rochester, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Kansas City, Washington, Richmond, Oakland, Cincinnati, Chicago, Louisville, Albuquerque, Minneapolis, Dallas, Nashville, Durham, Lexington, Jacksonville, Greensboro, Los Angeles, Colorado Springs, Las Vegas, Virginia Beach, San Francisco, New York, and Boston. So those are the um, those are the top um, city, top 30 cities. Right. It's just ridiculous. I mean, right. we're living in such an upside down world. And yeah, and that times. stat that stat saying like that, you know, the um, Republican run states have the higher crime. It's by capita. Sure. Because Republican states have fewer a l- people, fewer people, a lower right. population. So, of course, it's going to be, quote, higher. And the left does this all the time with their stats. They skew the data to yep. make it look a certain way. So. Anyway, Sunny, take it away. Yeah. No, that goes precisely into this article, which is written by the LA Times, which came out, I think, either today or yesterday, which is (laughs) an editorial. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just basically trying to destroy the recall effort of George Gascon, um, which we know needs to be done. I mean, he is a serious threat to Los Angeles and, and and public safety. Just to add in, for those who don't know, Sunny and I have been involved with the recall um, campaign. So, right. anyway, we're very emotionally invested in this. <laughs> Extremely. <laughs> we hope Less that you find tears. this interesting. <laughs> because we really want you guys to understand, like, the risk that your city is in. Right. Even and if, if it's in a red state. Sorry. It doesn't matter. No, you're fine. It doesn't matter. And the reason that this is so so important and why they are pouring money into these races is because if you can change the criminal and the criminal culture or the criminal activity and change that culture like you were talking about you can destroy an entire city i mean look at portland i was just talking to my friend who lives in portland portland and she's afraid to go outside wow same here i mean in la i'm like can i walk up (laughs) like three blocks like it's sad. It, you're afraid of your neighbor because you just don't know. Like criminals aren't getting locked up. So how can you be, you know, how can you feel safe in a place how where you, you be sure? Right. How can you be sure? Um, and I really want to reiterate that, you know, that chaos is needed in order to usher in their agenda. And it also a huge point of that is that it dismantles capitalism. So it just, <clears throat> excuse me, it, it discourages um small business and it discourages brick and mortar and it discourages entrepreneurship and creativity and all the things that america stands for individual liberty individual pursuit of happiness and being able to provide for your family and right and and pursue a different life the pursuit of happiness right it 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 restricts that in these big cities when people are enveloped by chaos and crime and violence they will be more than happy to say come save us please help us like Mm -hmm. you're gonna you're gonna bring us a new society where it's like peaceful and everything's great and dandy fantastic i mean we have no other choice because (laughs) everyone's running around like chickens with their heads cut off you know yeah this article is really trying to manipulate 
the facts essentially to dissuade people i think what article is it this is the la times article written about um the recall oh okay and you know it's getting closer to when they're gonna decide if they're certifying um the you know our petition count our petitions the signature count and of course they you know they bring up the newsom recall because that failed and of course they bring up you know the chesa boudin chesa chesa yeah recall um you know to show oh look like they're they're busting it up in san francisco and now they're trying to do the same thing in la the part that's so damaging is how they twist those words i mean they even referenced um proposition 47 which we mentioned earlier which gascon literally co-wrote which is why he was Gascon, you know, primed for George this job. George Gascon co-wrote the Prop 47, the $950 right. shoplifting bill. Right. That, like, Walgreens is closing down in San Francisco because of this bill because people literally come into the store with a duffel bag, scoop things off the, <laughs> <laughs> the shelves, and then walk out. Right. With carts. Emboldened. Emboldened. Right. And George Soros has the nerve to say right. that these policies are safe and effective. And he ends, sorry, he ends his op-ed. Let me just read you <laughs> the closing line to the op-ed. He says, the funds I provide enable sensible, reform-minded candidates right. to receive a hearing from the public. Judging by the results, the public likes what it's hearing. Yep. Oh my gosh, I was just going to say that. It says, LA LA County voters have repeatedly expressed their desire for a system that is more just, more equitable, equitable, more efficient, more constructive. They supported reforms like Proposition 47, which is that one we talked about the night. No, 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 No. we didn't. No, (laughs) I'm sorry. No, no. It's destroyed our state. (laughs) Literally. And you know, if I walked into a store and tried to steal stuff, they would (laughs) arrest me immediately. Right. That's the thing. I'm like, (laughs) Like, what what? if I just went and did this? Allie, let's go hit up the Walmart. Right. And (laughs) just walk out. Like, how could you sleep at night? Because uh, we have morale. But they don't. And that's why, again, this is so damaging because people who are in, more inclined to commit crimes or have that inclination, like if they see someone else doing it and they're not getting in trouble, uh-huh. what's to stop me? Yeah. They twist words because, you know, people don't really people don't really understand for for obvious reasons, because everyone's just living their lives. They, If you're not a criminal, you're probably not super you know aware of like the district attorney like you're not necessarily paying so much attention Mm -hmm. that's why this is again so important to understand what they do and what their job is because it is relevant to crime rights because they try to they try to say that the note they say the quote the notion that a da can make crime rise or fall over a period of months is absurd no it's not no it's not the da literally charges the criminals with the crime so if he's no longer charging them they set the standard, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So and if they're not charging the crime, if they're not prosecuting anybody, crime is going to rise. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty commonsensical. And it's just I that just I really it it just more than drives me insane. I mean, it, it is that's why it's just we are committed to breaking down this deceit and the lies mm-hmm. that the left loves to push. Yep. Because they're trying to distract you from what's really going on, which yeah. is the crime wave is intentional and it's not to keep you safe and they don't care about you and they don't care or, or us mm-hmm. <laughs> and they don't have our best interests at heart. You know, the DA charges yeah. for the actual crime c- committed as well as can strike down other DAs and say like, oh no, you and, you know, Newport Beach, you can't charge him for X, Y, and Z because I say so. Right. Well, I guess 
I mean, after this passionate discussion, we can leave you with this. The ball is in our hands. It seems like it's not. And like, we have to get over that and realize like we are the people we can make change. We are the ants. They are the grasshoppers guys. And so they're outnumbered. They are so outnumbered. And if we all take it into our own responsibility, I cannot stress this enough and understand who your board or supervisors are, who your mayor is, who your DA is, (laughs) and start there and look into these positions who actually implement policies and enforce the laws. The laws and understand who these people are and what you can do is look into who funds them. Mm-hmm. and follow the money yep follow, always follow the money and you can find out a lot that way but um and, and go ahead and I just I want to reiterate that I know it at times it feels like you know what it's just it's too much it's too overwhelming let someone else deal with the problem mm-hmm. I'm living my life and I may care about this cause or another cause but I just don't have the energy or the time in my life to to do something about it that time is over because mm-hmm. There's not going to be any, there's not going to be a safe future to be living your life. (laughs) This is the time. There is no other time. If we do not try to stop this, then just might as well surrender to the raging, chaotic, high speed train who's storming towards our country and the very fabric of our nation of what we stand for. Action point number two would be for you guys to email us your local Uh, politicians, elected officials officials that you would like us to investigate and present more facts to you. So you can email us. The email will be in our description below. Mm -hmm. Um, But go ahead. You can either follow us too on Instagram at the current conservative. You can email us at press.thecurrent at gmail.com. Press.thecurrent at gmail.com. Yep. And we're here to inform you Again, we know it can be defeating at times, but this is where we go to just to get educated, to figure out what's going on so that we can stay informed and we can make positive change and impact because we do care about our future. This is the current conservative. Yeah. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Like us, follow us, subscribe, whatever the thing is. You know. And we appreciate you guys. You know the thing. You know the thing. Bye.